Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Roll Route. Almost got confused which program I was actually doing. It's Roll Route because I can see Amanda Radke. And what we do when we gather every day, Monday through Friday, is discuss the issues between rural and urban America. Amanda Radke, are you landing on Thursday now this week? It's Thursday. I'm here. It's Thursday and you're here, so it's self-explanatory. And you got a great big old smile, so it's all good. Who knows what next week will happen, but today I'm you, here and it's you're good. You're wishing you were with me yesterday. I know. You had a great day. Well, it's been a busy week for both of us, but you, I can tell you're recharged. You got to spend some time yep. with some awesome people yesterday. 1,500 blue and gold jackets at the North Dakota State FFA Convention. And uh, I had the opportunity to attend the foundation banquet and the third general session of the state. There's just something really special about these kids leading the session and just commanding the entire event. And then last night there were, uh, I believe, eight, eight kids who gave speeches on why they should be elected for next year's officer team. Of course, you know, I enjoy that. Yeah, the speeches or, or help like picking who's the best officer candidates. No, I love watching the kids' presentation, what they pull from, what's important. By the way, almost every one of them had a message that it's time to take a stand. That was That's their cool. core theme, and then how they wrapped it around there. There were two young, young men and the. Back- news from yesterday for me of the six on the state officer team of the outgoing officer team in North Dakota FFA. Three are young men, three are young ladies, and the president is a young man, Garrett Coon. That's great. That's uh, I, I too enjoy speaking at FFA events. I've done several chapter banquets here this spring, and it's just you, you kind of take it for granted or you think like, oh, it's it's so it's just the same old, same old until you get back with the FFA kids. And then you're like, wait, right. the whole world is kind of going crazy. And here are these kids and they're still standing with integrity and building character and growing in life skills and preparing for future careers. And they're doing it at just such a level of exceptionalism and professionalism. And it gives you hope. It's exciting. And building birdhouses. Yeah, birdhouses. I watched the ag mechanics. Actually, I did loose from the hip in front of the freshman ag mechanics division where their competition was building a birdhouse, a wren house. Oh, that's cool. There you go. See? All the problems in the world, and these kids are competing on building a little bitty old birdhouse. That puts it in perspective. Yeah. Well, I know I've talked about it on air before, but I spoke at the, no, I'm not going to say it right, Kippahaha, Kippaha. Kippaha County. Yeah, whatever. Well, that's where I was <laughs> in Nebraska. I can't say it, but that's where I was and uh, spoke at their Just chapter. Say Springview. Yeah, Springview. And uh, it was, you know, it's a small town, small school. And every kid was just so engaged. I mean, they made a chicken coop that they auctioned off. They were growing uh, lettuce in their hydroponic system that they were feeding to the kids at the lunch. Uh, they were welding cool things starting goat businesses, like the list went on and on. I was just like, this is what it's about. It's about hands-on learning and applying skills and 
figuring out what you like and what you don't like, and then figuring out how, as an adult, you can get paid to do some of the passions that you were able to explore in school and through FFA, obviously. It was it was amazing. Once again, you leave one thing out. What's that? They put you in the duck business. I know. I, I mean, I was, hoping, I was hoping you would bring it up, but like, I, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm like the beef girl, but now I'm like, I'm like a duck girl now. It's a, uh, I bought five ducks on that auction, brought them home and thought I would be in really big trouble. Uh, that those five ducks are now 26 ducks because Tyler has just gone off the rails buying. He's like, if I'm going to have duck chores, we better have duck chores. So we have 26 ducks now, a whole big duck hut. We call it the quack castle. And uh, <laughs> the kids are doing the chores. We've already talked to them about some of them might get eaten. Some of them are going to be sticking around for eggs. It's it's like a whole thing. But yeah, I do. If people go check out my YouTube channel, just look, search my name. I do have an episode about the duck scenario and how it's gotten out of hand. But it's it's been really fun. How do we find you on YouTube? Just search my name. Can't miss okay. me. Um, Mike Smith, my dear friend from Holdridge, Nebraska, he brought me, uh, he, he, we did a barter. He brought me some duck eggs and we gave him some stuff. He's now, I, yeah, I can't keep up giving him stuff, though. He's always outpacing me, giving me stuff. Anyway, <laughs> he sent me the nutritional analysis. Uh, uh, comparing duck eggs to chicken eggs. Have you ever looked at that? He sent it to me too. Good stuff. Duck eggs smoke the chicken egg when it comes to nutrition because I was bragging about how much nutrition density and available protein there is in a chicken egg. Well, I was just talking about eggs, but duck egg is, man, that's a Cadillac. Yeah, who would have not? Who would have thought? Ducks. It's wild. I asked Tyler because everywhere, everywhere I go, people say like, "What's what's the goal here with these ducks? What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I don't actually know, but we're gonna find out." But I asked Tyler, "I was like, what uh, what is the plan here? Because you keep bringing more ducks home." He says, "I don't know. They just really make me happy." So <laughs> <laughs> he did. He raised ducks as a kid, so I think he's. Oh, raised- I didn't know that. Yeah, he's reliving some childhood memories here. I think, but it's uh, it's. The power of hands-on learning, I think, can't be like it's just more valuable than we than we think. You know, when we think about school and education, it's worksheets and tests and standardized tests and Common Core. And uh, but at the end of the day, I have found homeschooling that my kids retain so much more by doing. I mean, one day we did a lesson on earthworms, and it was in the science book. And I said, forget this. I'm not going to read it to you inside. Let's go outside. We went to the garden. I said, find as many worms as you can while I'm reading. And they're all holding the worms while they're listening. I didn't think they were paying attention. I asked him like a week later about the earthworm facts. And my four-year-old was just rattling them off. And it's like, there's something about doing things with your hands and applying knowledge while you're living life and trying new things. That, And that's what FFA does, of course. Well, I'm hoping while you dig up these earthworms and you learn about them, you might as well go over and try to catch a fish. So you got something to eat. Uh, that might be next time. I, you know, I'm not much of a fish gal. Like that, that doesn't like fuel a gal for a busy day. I'm a fish. You gotta, you gotta do a little more diversity in your diet. 
I can't be like John Bolin and eating roadkill either. Like John, John Bolin, who, by the way, is going to be at Keystone with us. and He's going to teach us how to hunt, fish, trap, live off the land and be sustainable and uh, sovereign and independent. I hear he's coming to hang out with us in South Dakota. He is indeed coming to hang out with us. July the 4th at 1 o'clock in Keystone, but you can come in on the 3rd. We're going to be there. Amanda's going to be there. Kevin Jenkins is going to be there. He's got something burning uh, burning somewhere because he's been sending me notes. we got to talk today. we got to talk today. That guy gets something in his head, and it's like it's going to explode if you don't get it out. So Kevin Jenkins is going to be there. Dr. Molly James. Did I mention Amanda Radke? Teresa Thibodeau, John Bolin, and congratulations to Senator Julie Freimuller. She won her primary. She's going to be with us as well in Keystone. I think there's going to be a significant number of veterans. Stay tuned. Cool. And there's going to be musical guests. Who's our music? Alan and Jill Kirkham are going to be back. Absolutely. And they were there last year, and they just kicked off the day so beautifully. It, I mean, 1,300 people last year. At they Keystone. led the day with Cowboy Church and did amazing. So we couldn't do it without them. Yeah, it's going to be a great day. I'm going to bring books, of course. I'm going to bring swag. I ordered shirts for the event. Trent, what do the shirts say? The shirts say, God bless the veterans and the farmers who feed us. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait a minute. That's what I hope they say. What do the shirts actually say? <laughs> I stole your phrase. You ordered them. Who knows what they say? That's what they say. And it's going to be awesome. And yes, I hope it's a, it's going to be a celebration of food and family and freedom. And oh. uh, yes, our veterans. What? Thanks for saying that. Celebration of food. Yeah. I may or may not have lined up food trucks yet. Food trucks are a must. I get hungry. I know. And then I get crabby. You got to keep me cool, fed, and happy. Hey, That's, I did, I did good with the food truck I had for you at Ceresco. Yeah, that was a good food truck. That was like a great food truck. All of this information, thanks to Rebecca Cunningham, can be found at bridgingamerica.us. It is the Bridging America event. God bless the veterans and the farmers who feed us. That is the moral of the story, and we are inviting you to come and be part of it. And we want input. And it's not just as Rebecca Cunningham said, Trent, we don't need another cheerleading event. We need something that actually gives people skills and tools and ideas and ways and paths forward. That's what we're doing. Bridgingamerica.us. We'll be back with more. Amanda Redke, Trent Loose on Roll Route after this. Welcome back. Roll Route, Trent Loose alongside Amanda Redke, the Redke Report. Are you going to talk about your TV show? <laughs> Are we going to talk about that now? I don't know. I hear I'm I think you might as well do I, a TV I, show. I hear you. Hey, when you have those kids out in the garden learning about earthworms, yeah. why wouldn't you turn that into an educational opportunity for everybody? That's the plan. On uh, Beck TV, I hear I'm going to join you with a, a full slate of shows that are also on that channel. If folks want to check it out, at just go to Beck.News, right? That's where they can head. No, BeckNews.com, B-E-K-News.com. Oh, well, I'm right now looking at Beck.News, and I'm watching you with Down the Road with Joel at the moment. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's a that's a hot one. It's a good one. But anyway, 
I uh, supposedly How's battery playing. No, I just went and I I follow you and what you do. I was just bad. Oh, you don't. Yes, I do. I I. No, uh, it took you a whole twenty four hours to find out that Andrew called you a trans yesterday on this program. Yes, Andrew. I and he never even responded to me. I sent a text and I said, "What is going on? What are you talking about?" I am a woman. I have no idea. It was the stupidest thing I've ever heard him say in my life. I use the pronouns that God assigned me. That's <laughs> anyway. Back to veterans. I want to circle back to our uh, event because you meant I don't. You're hinting at veterans being there, so now I'm all excited. Do you have an announcement to make that you're going to wait to share with Andrew instead of me? No, I want to do it on a redshirt Friday, and you're here not on a Friday. Oh, okay. Well, I'll wait till tomorrow. Okay. But I wanted to, I do want to share a really cool exchange I had with a veteran last week. Um, as you know, my, my daughter had her birthday and then Thorne had his birthday last week. They turned eight and six and we have some really great homeschool friends that we get together with. They're the same ages. And we went to a rodeo over um, by Royal River Casino, like right outside their uh, Flandreau area in South Dakota, and they had this really good rodeo, and uh, the national anthem started. And of course, there's this whole line of kids. I'm the mother hen, making sure everyone's got their hand on their heart, and they take their hats off, you know, just as moms have to do. Uh, and I, I don't do that for anybody else. I do it because it's right, and I want to teach my kids what what's the right thing to do. And Um, Don't expect anybody to say anything, but this gentleman came up afterwards and he said, thank you for teaching those kids that that's important. And um, we had this wonderful conversation. He ended up being a Vietnam veteran who had served for 60 years. He was a a career um, in the, in the, what was it? In the army, in the army. And we had just this incredible conversation and talking about the future of this country and uh, just got me really excited. Then I found out he was a preacher in a cowboy church and we talked about faith and uh, long story short, uh, there's just some power in in people in your community lifting others up. You never know. I mean, I've carried that little compliment with me because there are so many insecurities being a parent right now in these dark and troubling times. And you wonder, am I doing things right? Am I doing enough? Am I guiding my kids and equipping them for the future? And sometimes it just takes someone else saying, hey, you're doing a good job. And that like, it changed my whole perspective for, for the week, my outlook. And, you know, instead of being super hard on myself, I thought, Oh yeah, I am. I am doing the fundamentals, the things that matter, and and I'm okay. So that's just my encouragement to others to go out today or the weekend and um, just go lift somebody up because everybody's going through something. Everybody has something going on, and you know maybe they're down or depressed or stressed, and just just one little compliment, or one little comment could change their whole perspective. Um, that's my soapbox for the day. I actually had an event like that yesterday. What happened? I had a FFA advisor from Minot come up to me, Lane, and he said, um, thank you. I said, you're welcome. And he said, in 2006, you spoke at the Garrison FFA um, chapter banquet. It was it was a nice event, and I, I remember being there. It was fantastic. 
And there were a couple of kids there from Minot, FFA chapter. And I was talking to them after the event, again, in 2006. And they started telling me that they may be in the last year of the FFA program because their school's talking about eliminating it. Oh. And the next day on my broadcast in North Dakota, which I'm very blessed to have a um, pretty, got, pretty good-sized platform in North Dakota, as you know. That was before any TV. That's just Dakota Tales and Tales and Loose Tales. And I did a dissertation on the importance of FFA and hands-on, the whole theme of today's program. And that made the difference when they did not lose their FFA chapter in Minot. Just be simply, he said, he said, because of my broadcast, it got the community support there and the school board did not decide to make that decision. Wow. They have 425 kids in their FFA chapter today, Amanda. Wow. And it could have just been gone just like that. Right. It highlights, you know, we think, we just had a primary election in South Dakota. Some of those races didn't go how I'd like. You feel defeated. You know, you feel like, uh, there wasn't enough of us. There wasn't enough muscle to move the needle. Uh, but that gives you such a defeatist attitude of like, well, yeah. it's not going how I want. So maybe I should just give up. Maybe I should stop voting. Maybe I should stop speaking out. But at a, at a local level, one person can change a whole lot of things. One person can be the catalyst for positive change. And it just takes being brave and stepping out, speaking out. And even when your voice shakes, because it's scary to be that lone wolf sometimes. And yeah, but it's a lot better when there's people that join alongside you too. (laughs) That helps. Which reminds me of the other slogan I used to use. And they even got t-shirts with this on it, Amanda. You should probably reinstate these. What's that? Grow a pair. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to do that one, but <laughs> I could steal Kevin Jenkins' stay, uh, saying, have God courage. God courage would be yeah, good. That's really good, but you, you can't abandon grow a pair. All right. Well, that doesn't apply to the ladies. Well, yes, it does. This is going in it's, such a weird direction, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have Andrew on here now. It's not about physically having kahunas. It's about the the fortitude, the intestinal fortitude, the backbone. Call it whatever you want. It's just the girl pair is kind of more uh, catchy. And my girl pair, by the way, T-shirt that I was given by my daughters after I come up with that whole slogan has a, a buck deer with a nice rack. So, I mean, it, it can be applied in many ways, but it's still about take a stand. Yeah. Grow well, a pair. One of my favorite songs is uh, You Gotta Stand for Something or You'll Fall for Anything. I had that on a shirt for a while. You know, what you need on a shirt is, what do you say? Always say, be gentle, stay firm. And yesterday, you told me the backstory to that, and I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know. So where did that, that come yeah. from? Well, I told you the backstory because you're trying to talk me out of using it. Well, that's because I like the God bless the, the veterans and the farmers who feed us so much. <laughs> so what? Okay. That's another power of an adult pouring into a kid. Your dad taught you how to live that way, right? That's the story. Or tell us. You want the whole story? Yeah. 
I was at a mule and draft horse sale in Brighton, Colorado years ago. In fact, it was a day that we put down, which was the horse that taught all three girls how to ride at my house. But at that event was a gentleman from Idaho who had been trained. He's 80 years old. He'd been training Pertrand horses his entire time, his entire life. And I was Moses Del Barney. I said, Moses, I did an interview with him like I do with all those cool people I meet. And I said, uh, Moses, what's the secret of success? You've done it so long. He said, whether you're dealing with people or horses, be gentle, stay firm. And I thought, man, that is absolutely a fantastic way to summarize life because that that, that tells you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I just told I just told that story, but I didn't really use the the saying itself. You know, I just would I would share that story and and, tear, and then when my dad passed four and a half years ago. As I was asked to say some words and celebrating the life of my dad, it all came full circle. And I realized that that's how he raised us as kids. As a father, he was gentle but firm. He, he allowed us to make mistakes, but he was always there if we screwed up too bad. And so from that day forward, Loose Tales has closed with be gentle, stay firm. I love that. It is a good reminder. Kindness goes a long way, but not at the expense, too, of compromising your your values and in your integrity. You got to stand firm for what you believe in, but you can still be kind as you do it, too. AmandaRadke.com to get more information and to keep track of all things Radke. We're going to come up with a lot of Radke stuff, but the Radke report is up and running. The books are there, the shirts, the swag, and who knows what else. AmandaRadke.com. More roll out after this. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose, second half. From the campus of North Dakota State University, Amanda Radke not here wishing she was. The state FFA convention continues. I am staying. I'm going to just give it a shout out. I don't normally do it, but it's just a lovely experience. Candlewood Suites. And the reason it's a lovely experience, it's on the campus of North Dakota State University. And it is very clear that they use this, this hotel as part of the hospitality and educational program in DSU because it's very clear that it's run by students. And it's convenient. It's nice. It's just another great thing about North Dakota. There you go. It's very cool. You need like a cabin up there. You need a have a cabin with a couch. Oh, at Marty's. Yeah. He's a good. He's a good guy to know. Is he coming to Keystone also? That's possible. Yes. Okay. That'd be a good announcement tomorrow. Yeah. He's a little strange though, because you know, like I'm laying couch this week two nights it's 9 30 and i'm checking out for the day marty loads the hounds and goes coon hunting that's just weird <laughs> go to bed you know he's kind of feral himself who knows if he'll actually come to keystone that's like it's gonna be a populated place that's gonna get him a little twitchy isn't it yeah he is twitchy I'm twitching too. It's okay. I mean that in a wonderful way, Marty. I love you. <laughs> well, I'm feeling a little sentimental today. We're talking about your dad and, you know, your mom dedicated 
the book Faith, Family, Freedom to your dad and your brother that you lost this past year. And there's just something about, you know, you when you lose someone, you just become, I don't know, you think about all the the favorite moments and the the time you spent together. And uh, I had a special moment this week. I spoke in Brookings at the Brookings Women in Egg Day. And I didn't know this, but my grandma, Carol, who just passed away in May, she had bought a ticket and she was going to surprise me and come listen to me speak. And she never did hear me speak as an adult, uh, but she was at my very first speech I gave at the South Dakota State Fair as an eight-year-old. And it's oh, it's a funny story in our family because my mom always recalls that her and grandma were just deathly afraid for me, nervous for me. And they asked me, Amanda, are you nervous? And I said, no, why should I be? You know, I was just jacked to be there and do my little speech about limousine cattle. And uh, they said, oh, no, you shouldn't be nervous at all, you know, and so grandma was there for my first purple ribbon. And uh, the reason I tell that story is because it goes back to adults, you know, pouring in and investing in kids and believing in kids. And, you know, grandma was, uh, you know, a big supporter for me getting involved in the beef ambassador program. And, And even before she passed, I was able to uh, read her my next manuscript for my final for my next book that'll come out at the end of the year. And uh, so at this event, Women in Egg event, 200 plus women, a lot of them knew Carol was supposed to be there. It was pretty bittersweet that she was missing, but I was able to bring grandpa along, grandpa Arnold, and he sat in the front row. And that was, again, his first time ever hearing me speak as an adult. And it was it was pretty amazing. Very special special moment for me. I had the uh, first time I heard my grandfather heard me speak at, at that level. Um, I, I organized an event in Quincy, Illinois, and I had Bruce Vincent come in. Have you met Bruce? Yeah, he's amazing. And, and so Bruce and I used to work together a lot and I had him come in and Bruce, for those that may not know, which I'm sure everybody does is um, basically the same type of story as Amanda and I and that he's a sixth generation logger and has been fighting this even longer than I've been fighting it. And so it was an opportunity for me to bring Bruce Vincent to an area that's not in the lumber or forestry business and put him on stage. And we did a little thing together and we got done and, and grandpa said, well, I thought that guy was really good, but you needed to talk a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) Was he biased or he just thought you were really good? (laughs) Uh, I think he might've been surprised that it was as good as I was. Oh yeah. I think that was what was going on with grandpa yesterday. Yeah. Right. (laughs) He was, he was so cute. I was selling books and he's off to the side talking to like every little old lady that came out and he's like, I just can't believe my granddaughter can talk for an hour with no notes. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Arnold, you haven't seen anything yet. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, Grandpa, that was just like one quarter. You put a couple quarters in, it'll be all day. (laughs) No, it was fun. And, you know, speaking of like all of that, just planting the seeds, you know, you planted a big seed in me in my life too, right? Yeah, I don't know, did I? Yeah, you and Kelly (laughs) were at my retiring address as a beef ambassador. I was uh, 19 years old and I'm pretty sure I was really nervous and I talked really fast and you told me you got to slow down and let people catch up with you. And I was like, well, I got things to say, Trent, but 
Yeah. <laughs> I still have that problem probably. But you said, I think you could do this professionally. And that had never even would have never even occurred to me that that'd even be a thing or people would want to hear me speak. And, and you kind of paved the way for me and, and mentored me. And so I'll, I, I want to thank you on air. Now don't let this go to your head or anything, but thank you. You're welcome. It's been fun watching you and participating alongside. Yeah. It's, we we make a fun team once in a while. Is this, you, uh, I'm getting a little nervous. I'm never nervous, but I'm getting a little nervous. It's like Trent tribute week. Is this my I, last week on the air? Something going on? I don't yeah, know. Well, I'm officially retiring you and I'm, it's Radke's <laughs> rollout. So it's been fun. Sail off into the sunset. You do. Be careful <laughs> what you ask for. Dude, I know. I'm totally just kidding. I I did it for six weeks. I'm good. <laughs> you keep your show. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't produce it. You 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 broadcast it. Or yes, that's true. And I barely did that and it was hard. But you know, yeah, Andrew no, says fabulous. He said on Tuesday that this is man's work and I'm a woman was in charge for a while. So apparently <laughs> apparently there was a problem. <laughs> I need to come on across the pond and duke this out sometime, I think, with Andrew. Well, I have never asked you to be on across the pond and you just show up. So what? Yeah. why would it be any different now? Yeah, I know. I really should have showed up this morning. I should have I should have duked it out with Andrew and said, what the heck? You know, as we uh, we're, we seem to be, we are having fun, not just seem to be having fun. There still is an overriding theme here, and that is... We want to be lured into everything global and and federal. But what you do within your community still matters more than anything. You know, I, I can share the same type of story when I was at the Rocky Ford FFA chapter in Colorado earlier this year as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the community and individuals within the community make all the difference in the world. And that's the take-home message from today's discussion is that it doesn't matter what the nonsense is in D.C., what am I going to do in my community and my school? The problem is, is that we let what's happening on the national stage dictate what we're doing at home. And we think, well, that's what is expected of us. And that's what we're being pressured to do. And this is how we need to conform so that we're not called, you know, bigots or whatever it is that they want to throw at you. And at the end of the day, though, if we stick to our fundamental core values and what makes you know, these tiny little towns in rural America, so wonderful. And we don't abandon those things. We can thrive even if the whole world is burning and crashing down. And, and an example here in, in a small town like Preston, where my, my family, my mom grew up, there's this tiny little church and that was where grandma's funeral was. And the people that showed up, I mean, they didn't, not a single one of us in the family had to lift a finger to serve a bar or do anything. People just showed up and they brought food and they served and they cleaned and they they just did all those things. There's value and just community and people showing up for each other and bringing a, you know, a plate of brownies and saying, I, I, you know, I acknowledge your loss. How can I help? Or let me mow the lawn for you because you've got a lot going on this week or you're sick or whatever it might be. And as we, we're abandoning all that, you know, we're telling the next generation, go to the big city in pursuit of better careers and, you know, get out of this small town. And I just think we need to go counter to the culture and what we're being told to do and say, 
you know, kids, you're super talented. You've got great skills. How about you invest them here at home? And then you have that community support. You have the family around you. You have multiple generations raising your kids and being a part of the solution. Like, I think we need to get back to all of that. But it comes down to each person collectively saying, I don't like the path that's being laid out for me. I'm going to choose a different way. And that way is usually the harder way too, let's face it. But it is the one that produces the fruit. You think there are actually parents telling their kids to get out of the small town and go to the city where there's opportunity? You don't? No. No, no, no. Let me rephrase that. I can never imagine some parent doing that. I'm not saying that they don't, but it's hard to... I'm, I don't know how you could be a good parent if you do that. I mean, I think, you know, you go to some of these small towns and it doesn't seem apparent, you know, especially if it's not like a farm they're going back to. Are there a lot of jobs? You know, are they going to be making, are they going to be living below the poverty level because all of the the main street is empty? Like, why wouldn't a parent tell their kids to get the heck out of here? I, I think that would be a natural inclination. But when we invest back in those communities and we choose to support those small businesses instead of going to the quick click Amazon choice, we can keep that those dollars in the community and we can keep our kids too. I mean, I came out of the era of the 80s when parents were aggressively telling their sons and daughters, get off the farm, go do something else, go to a four-year school, get a real degree, get a real job. I, I lived through that era. I didn't listen to that nonsense. But I can't believe in 2022, there will be parents telling their kids, you need to go live in the city, not in the rural areas. Well, yeah, now the cities are like on fire and full of violence and volatility. I don't I I don't even want to travel to cities much less move to a city. I mean, I just watched a clip on Twitter of a, a gal working like in a cell phone store and a guy just coming in and she's trying to help him and he just beats the living crap out of her. And then we're talking about taking away our guns and any way of protecting ourselves because the criminals do not care about that kind of stuff. They're going to just beat you senseless knowing that you are yeah. sitting there by yourself. You do not need to be by yourself when it comes to the beef business. You need a partner, a partner who is, excuse me, adding value and then passing that value along to you, the producer, the Great Plains Cattleman has a choice. It's called Certified Piedmontese. Get more details about how you can be a part of the system at LoneCreekCattleCode.com. Full details about using the Piedmontese sires on your cows. Do not be confused. This is not about using Piedmontese cows. It's all about using Piedmontese sires on your cows. And then you wean the calves, condition them for six weeks, verify that they are indeed sired by the Piedmontese sires. They have the copy of the myostatin gene, which lends itself to tenderness, and boom, you get a premium of $180 over market price. Details at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. We're back for the last segment of Roll Route. Amanda Radke after this. I'm back. We're here promoting building local communities and shopping local on all things. That's what we're doing on this Thursday, not a red shirt Friday. I wanted to say red shirt Friday when I have Amanda Radke along, but it's we're not there. It doesn't feel right, actually, being here on a Thursday. I know it's wrong. I kind of like my Fridays because I like talking well, about you. You are the one who control the whole show. So, what, what are you complaining to me about? I don't know. Because every week, when you're a homeschool mom of four and you're running a ranch, 
you just every week is a little volatile. So I'm just I got to keep the people guessing. When am I going to show up? Yeah, well, I'm guessing. All right. <laughs> I'm just I'm all we care is that you keep showing up. That's all that matters. Okay, I will do that. So guess what I'm doing for the next two weeks? What's that? Going home. Good. You need to cowboy up once in a while. It's time. It's time. So when you get back home after being on the road, is Kelly like, gosh, get it together, guy? Yeah, absolutely. No, she doesn't wait till I get home. Oh. <laughs> you want me to read the text to you today? Or no. No need. I, I probably I probably could have written it myself. It's fine. The, the very last one um, is a picture at sunup with a percher and draft horse standing in her yard eating grass. And I said, oh, that's a nice picture. And the exact words from her are funny until they eat my flowers. Then we're going to get a bigger freezer. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mess with the flowers, huh? Yeah. The yard could use some grazing because the mower is down and needs to be fixed. But the reason we don't graze the yard is that we spend a lot. We, we do not spend time. She spends time trying to get the place looking like it's, you know, home. There's something about a woman's touch on a, on a farm and ranch that makes it, you know, some of that stuff I feel like, oh, this is frivolous having my flowers and wanting things to look nice. But home is home is where is where you spend your time and you raise your family. And it doesn't have to all be about the dollars and cents of the business. Sometimes it's just for the joy of things. Yep. I'll tell the uh, guy that when he calls today wanting to know where that payment is. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to fly there. But Oh, that's different? Don't give Kelly a hard time about her flowers because that... I never give her a hard time about her flowers. It can sound like I try to rain on that parade. Okay. You know, there's a big movement for people wanting to reclaim a little piece of the food supply right now. I uh, went, I have been immersed on YouTube on homesteader channels, like full fledged. The king. Keep you and Rebecca Cunningham apart. This is not going to work out well. Rebecca has a guest she wants us on. I'm going to bring him next week. I'm going to make this happen because he's got like all the business. She's got plans beyond bringing a guest. She's got, she's, she's planning here in my life for the rest of our lives. Yeah, I know, but she's smarter than both of us, so we probably should take her lead. And- no, I don't think so. I think if you put the intelligence of both you and I together, we outpace her. I would never, th- no, never say that. Oh my gosh, she's like the producer extraordinaire. She makes you look good. Like you should say nothing but Rebecca Cunningham. You are an amazing superwoman. I All I, I said was, I didn't say I was smarter than Rebecca. I said if you put your intelligence and my intelligence together. We would outpace her. I'm not agreeing. Nope. (laughs) Trent, you got to know who you got to keep in your good graces at all times. And you know what? I got a, I got a slogan for you too. What? Grow a pair. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something about manure. (laughs) No. So Rebecca, Rebecca Cunningham, for people who don't know, uh, she runs Red Flyer Media. She is going to be the one broadcasting the Bridging America Food Unites Us All event in Keystone on July 4th. 
come one, come all. We're not just going to talk about our core values of faith, family, and freedom. There's going to be a lot of that, but we're going to talk about solutions because right now food is crazy high. Fuel keeps skyrocketing. The shelves are bare. People are living paycheck to paycheck and worse, maxing out their credit cards, going into debt, just trying to make a living and get by. And we're going to be there that entire day. And it's going to be a representation of rural and urban America. And the whole theme is going to center around being independent, being sovereign, being able to take care of yourself, taking yourself out of a broken system and creating a system where you can thrive. And I don't care if you live in an apartment complex and all you can buy is a little bucket to grow a tomato plant, or if you have acres and acres to work with, Every single person can do something to be more independent and take care of themselves. And that's what we're going to talk about. You render me useless. I know. I don't even need you here. Just (laughs) go get coffee. I got this. Just kidding, guys. Because if people knew how it was, this is how it goes. I say, Trent, we should do a reunion event. And he's like, yep. And I'm like, okay, you go make it happen. I might show up. And so then you do all the details. Like you line up the people. You have all the connections. I just, I just kind of prod you with the cattle prod once in a while. Well, I'm counting on you to line up the uh, contributions because none of this is going to happen without some help. So maybe you should ask people to send like a hundred bucks or something. That that would be smart. Can people donate on bridgingamerica.us or are we not that? I don't sad? believe we can do that yet, but we can have an address there to where to send a check. Yeah, these events do take a lot to put on, to line up the speakers and and everybody to travel in. Kevin Jenkins will be traveling in from, is he home-based Florida now? I can't keep up with that guy. He doesn't know. All right. Yeah, nobody knows. Rebecca's coming in from Texas. We've got the musicians, the sound equipment, the hotels. And, you know, we all go there. We all want to do this because we're passionate about it. But it, it is costly. So I want to thank Protect the Harvest for believing in this message and understanding what we're trying to accomplish. They are going to be one of our sponsors for the event. So thank you to Protect the Harvest. And if you're not following their work, you really need to because they understand the threats that exist and uh, the attacks on our food system like nobody else. And not only just where the attacks are, Protect the Harvest has done a tremendous amount of hands-on being part of the solution. that That's the moral of the story. And we're back to kind of where we started as we talked about this event, Bridging America and Keystone. It doesn't do us any good, Amanda, to come up there and talk about the problems and get everybody all lathered up unless we're providing solutions. You need to be a part of the solution system. Yep. I've, I've said that for two years. I almost had to stop listening to a lot of podcasts that I like because they would just get me mad with no outlet of what to do with this anger and frustration. So I'm all about like, cool. Yeah, I know the world is rough right now, but what are we going to do about it? And doing action is what I'm all about. So I don't know what, I don't know all of the topics that we're going to cover. Uh, Education, food systems, medical freedom, taking control of things and being your best advocate and your strongest voice and, and doing it even if everybody else around you thinks you're insane. Because at the end of the day, you've got to take care of your family. You've got to take care of your community. And it starts with each and every one of us saying, I want a better way. And that's what John Bowen will be doing, as you said. Yeah, he's like the master at it. 
of all these all these preppers the 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 big mistake with being a prepper and then going out and advertising that you're a good prepper is you become kind of a target for everyone else that's just living your why best would, life. why would somebody who does a, a good job preparing their family the way you should i mean the reason we have storm sellers was to go in a storm when there's a storm but the real storm is when you got to go down there, you have no electricity, go down there and get a, a, a jar of canned beef because you don't have any other way to feed your family. That was the purpose. Mm-hmm. So why are you somehow weird if you go back to the way that grandpa grandma did it just because to keep the family going? We live in a busy society now that's overscheduled with extracurriculars and multiple jobs and we're go, go, go. Nobody has time to slow down and think about preparing for the winter. <laughs> it's a, uh, oh man, what are we going to eat in the car right now on our way to the next thing? So I've, I've almost had to step away from what I've been ingrained to do over schedule and over book and get my kids involved in all these things. And I've realized, no, we're going to spend time together at home. We're going to prepare for what's ahead because I fear it's going to get much worse. And we're going to learn along the way and just do it together. And it's, it's going to be a simpler life, but it's going to be fruitful because I can sleep better at night knowing I could take care of my own if things get weird. So for the rest of June, you're going to do what I do, stay home, take care of the ranch and family, no more trips? Oh, I got a lot of trips. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you going next in case people want to come out and see you? I am speaking, well, I'm speaking in Brookings a couple more times in June. I'm speaking at the soybean processors meeting in Volga on the 21st of June. Then I'm going to sleep over at grandpa's house in Brookings. And the next day I'm speaking at the governor's egg summit in Brookings on the 22nd. I'm going to be the MC that day and speaking. And uh, let's see that kind of, I've got a couple virtual this uh, next week. I'm doing one in New Mexico, but I get to be at home while I do it. So, and then I'm speaking at the Turkey processors meeting in Alexandria, Minnesota at the end of the month. And then to round out the month, I am reading C is for Care at the local library and bringing a bottle calf to town. And then um, I'm doing a 4-H public speaking workshop for the kids in Sanborn County. That's I June. I want to go to you that turkey processors meeting. You should. That's where Tyler's grandpa's from. And, had, well, he's passed away now, but he had a really beautiful lake house for years and years up there in Alexandria. These turkey guys are in trouble. You might need to fill me in so I know what to say. <laughs> okay, go. I'll do that. But uh, the turkey producers have been a target of this whole avian influenza situation. And the number of turkeys that have been euthanized is pretty incredible. So it's causing a serious problem within the, more so in the turkey, I believe, than the chickens. Oh, Although really? my buddy Ron Prestige is still full steam ahead building a new turkey processing plant in South Carolina. So... Wow. We are in the final 30 seconds. Amanda Radke, what do you want us to most know? Take control of what you can. Go be out and be a positive change for what you want the future to look like, whether it's a kind word or taking a proactive step to creating a brighter future for yourself. Go out and be the change you want to see. That's the perfect place to say we've successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America for Amanda Radke. I'm Trent Luce, both of us reminding you. 
All roads do lead to a roll route. And finally today, I want to talk about Dr. Nathan Bryan and the nitric oxide benefit. We still have a supply. If you'd like to some nitric oxide, I always have some on hand. NO2U's where you go get the science on exactly this signaling molecule, how it works, and why oxygen is vitally important. Speaking of oxygen, I need to have a conversation with Dr. Nathan Bryan about uh, many things, including Keystone. He has not been invited to Keystone. What's he doing on the 4th day of July? Maybe we'll have Dr. Nathan Bryan there as well. In the meantime, go check him out online, order the product, put Trent as your coupon code, no2u.com. That's no2u.com. Trent is your coupon code. See you tomorrow.